Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. Uh, I'm doing the uh, news and views early because we're expecting storms in my area, and I don't want to take a chance that I get my power knocked out or get knocked offline uh, tomorrow. And the reason I'm doing that also is because there's a rather important article that uh, somebody sent me. I'm also including it in this week's uh, Tidbits Honorable Mentions blog. So in case you missed the link uh, today, then the link will be on the website up uh, in the uh, Honorable Mentions on Saturday. Now, before we get to that, uh, we do have a vid chat scheduled for Friday, uh, this coming Friday at 6.30 p.m. U.S. Central Time. I've already had a few questions submitted, so please uh, get your questions, comments in uh, before Friday. And please remember, folks, if you're our member of the website, put VidChat questions all in the subject header of your email to me so that I'm able to pick them out and print them, print them off fairly easily. Now, I, I promise you, I'm not trying to contribute or add to the coronavirus pandemic hysteria. Uh, in fact, I, I want to thank everybody for not sending me coronavirus stories over the past week because I just don't, because I think it's very significant given the context of the times. It was sent to me, and what it is is an article. I, I will link it for you, and I'm going to read the whole thing without much commentary because I think it speaks pretty much for itself. But I do want to add that I just finished uh, yesterday an interview with Catherine Austin Fitz about this whole story. Uh, that will be appearing, I think, on the Solari website on tomorrow, on Thursday. It will also appear in the members area of my website. If you're a paying member, it will be in our website as well within the next couple of days. Now, that interview went on for, I think, about three about three and a half hours, two two and a half to, to three hours, somewhere in that in that time. It was a rather extensive uh, talk and discussion that we had. And additionally, I want to clue you in that Whitley Strieber and I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, did also do uh, a talk about the coronavirus, and Catherine also appeared with him a week later with Whitley Strieber on the coronavirus, and Whitley told me that he will be posting those interviews on his Dreamland website, I believe, at the end of this month. So we are discussing it. I'm not trying to avoid it completely, but I just don't want to give over the totality of discussion on my website to that subject. But those interviews are coming up, so uh, please watch the Solari site, watch my website, watch Whitley's uh, website if you want to Here's some more interviews. I do want to mention that the interviews with Whitley were done a couple of weeks ago, so they will be dated uh, to a significant degree by the time they get posted, as will, you know, the news is moving so fast on this story that already, even though Catherine and I recorded the interview just yesterday, uh, it's already dated to a certain extent because events are moving so fast. But with that context in mind, uh, this article I found extremely interesting, and as I said, I will be posting it again in the honorable mentions this Saturday on my website, as well as the link in this video. And 
it's coming from a website that I have never seen before, so take that with a grain of salt. I don't know how trustworthy the source is. Uh, I've had little time trying to keep up with everything that people are sending me. I've had very little time to investigate this story, so take it with a grain of salt. But nevertheless, uh, and again, if you if you, any of you find out that this story, the entire thing to you, it's it's a very long paragraph, and um, I'm not going to comment very extensively, other than to tie it a little bit with the interviews that uh, I just did with Whitley Strieber and Catherine Fitz. So here goes. Quote, in a secret speech given to high-level Communist Party cadres nearly two decades ago, he said there were three vital issues that must be grasped. The first was the issue of living space, because China is severely overpopulated, and China's environment is deteriorating. The second issue, therefore, is that the Communist Party must teach the Chinese people to go out. By this, General Xi meant the conquest of new lands in which a second China could be built by colonization. From this arises the third vital issue, the issue of America. General Xi warned his listeners this approach appears to be shocking, but the logic is actually very simple. China is, quote, in fundamental conflict with the Western strategic interest, unquote. Therefore, the United States will never allow China to seize other countries to build a second China. The United States stands in China's way. Xi explained the problem as following space. First, if the United States is firm in blocking us, it's hard for us to do anything significant to Taiwan, Vietnam, India, or even Japan. So how much more living space can we get? Very trivial. Only countries like the United States and the old Soviet Central Republics. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are not as foolish as to want to perish together with America by using nuclear weapons, unquote, said the general. Quote, only by using non-destructive weapons found in biological weapons. Quote, of course, he added, we have not been idle. In the past years, we have seized the opportunity to master weapons of this kind, unquote. The ruling Chinese Communist Party considers biological weapons to be the most important weapons for accomplishing their goal of, quote, cleaning up America, unquote. Qi credits Deng Xiaoping with putting biological weapons ahead of all other weapon systems in the Chinese arsenal, quote, when Comrade Xiaoping was still with us, the Party Central Committee had the perspicacity to make the right decision not to develop aircraft carrier groups and focus instead on developing lethal weapons that can eliminate mass populations of the enemy country, unquote. It may seem difficult to believe, but General Chi considered himself to be a humanitarian communist and therefore admitted to mixed personal feelings on this matter. Quote or two, Chinese people remember that the United States opposed Japanese imperialism, but none of that matters now. Quote, in the long run, said General Chi, the relationship of China and the United States is one of a life and death struggle. This tragic situation must be accepted. 
According to General Chi, quote, we must not forget that the history of our civilization repeatedly has taught us that one mountain does not allow two tigers to live together, unquote. According to General Chi, China's overpopulation problem and environmental degradation will eventually result in social collapse and civil war. General Chi estimated that, quote, more than 800 million, unquote, Chinese would die in such a collapse. Therefore, the Chinese Communist Party has no policy alternative. Either the United States is cleaned up by biological attacks or China suffers national catastrophe. Chi makes the following argument, quote, we must prepare ourselves for two scenarios. If our biological weapons succeed in the surprise attack, the Chinese people will be able to keep their losses at a minimum in the fight against the United States. If, however, the attack fails and triggers a nuclear retaliation from the United States, China would perhaps suffer a catastrophe in which more than half of its population would perish. This is why we need to be ready with air defense systems for our big and medium-sized cities. In his speech, General Chi provides us with the key for understanding China's development strategy. According to Chi, our economic development is all about preparing for the needs of war. It is not about improving the life of Chinese people in the short run. It's not about building a consumer-oriented capitalist society. And I'll leave it there and link the article now. I'm mentioning all this, and, and I indicated that I was going to uh, briefly comment about this article in connection with the interviews that I just did with Whitley Strieber and with uh, Catherine Fitz. And in both sets of interviews, I think it's fairly, uh, it's fairly correct to assert that they share my opinion or that we all three share the same opinion that this coronavirus story is, number one, an operation of some sort. It's a pandemic, as Catherine has been calling it. And number two, what, if you go around Asia to the other major economies in that region of the world, Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, certainly Japan, certainly India, Though those countries and their peoples have a tremendous distrust of the communist Chinese government and its intentions. And we know that the Chinese government for the past decade and a half has been intent upon building out its so-called Silk Road project and integrating the Eurasian landmass in an overland infrastructure of of trade and commerce so that they can knit that whole thing to China, okay? Now, the Chinese have been expanding this, but at the same time, there's that trust issue. And the way this coronavirus story has played out, at least as far as I can tell and as far as most sources indicate, is that Xi and his government in China have badly obfuscated the data, number one. Number two, they probably seized on this crisis as a crisis of opportunity to get rid of some political opposition. But the final thing that this, this virus has done is, I think, over the long term, it has severely crippled, it has severely crippled China's Silk Road project because now 
who's going to want to trade with China after its performance uh, in the Wuhan uh, coronavirus story, and who's going to want to deal with Chinese currency, Chinese equities, Chinese securities, and so on. So in other words, the geopolitical economic fallout from this, I think, over the long term, and I'm stressing the long term, for this Silk Road product of this little article, again, I'm urging you to take it with a grain of salt. I don't know the website is not familiar to me that this article was found on, nor does it contain any reference to any publication where these remarks can be documented. So again, take it with a huge amount of salt. But it does seem that if you look at the People's Liberation Army in Communist China, that they have been for quite a long time preparing for a major military confrontation with the West, and particularly the United States. So if it is turning back their Silk Road project, this means that the, we can expect China then to double down on its militarism and increase that pressure over the coming years. So something to be aware of, folks, not a good development at all in terms of this story. But again, I urge you to listen to those interviews when they come up. So anyway, uh, I'm sorry, folks, I have not um, been paying any attention as I normally do. I, I can't pay much attention to the um, to what's going on in the chat room, but I thank all of you for showing up and contributing uh, whatever comments you've contributed in the chat room. Don't forget, Friday we do have a vid chat. That's at 6.30 p.m. U.S. Central Time. As usual, I will be in there much earlier than that, at least a couple of hours earlier than that, uh, for our normal pre-chat, informal conversation, and so on. And so I suspect, and, you know, crawling way out onto the end of the twig of high-octane speculation once again, I suspect that this story is also going to die just as suddenly as it arose. I think this is cover for something else. So we'll, we'll see. Anyway, thank you folks for showing up and we'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye everybody.